Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 84 of the Two on Three podcast, where it takes us an hour for two of your friends to take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Hello! Hello! at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me barreling into useless memes on Twitter at CD Villasenor. And with me is Ty, who I know would never stoop to such levels. Where can we find you? What else is there to do on Twitter? <laughs> uh, you can find me retweeting the only the freshest content at SEATJK. <laughs> is it fresh? So very fresh? I keep it as fresh as possible. <laughs> I definitely don't retweet some old shit, unless it's like old, old, and it needs to be... Like bumped again? Yeah, reborn into the consciousness. Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff that I I think about doing that every now and then. I'm like, ah, it's past. Moment's over. <laughs> I don't comment on it. Just sometimes it's, it's quality enough that it really needs another go. Yeah. Well, I'm back from vacation. Uh, thanks to Matt from at Reasons Are for uh, stepping in last week. Always, a, always fun to talk about sex robots and... and we didn't for once, believe it or not. <laughs> I know he didn't, but he's got a reputation. And, uh, and um, movies that you won't watch or will eventually watch. That's the funniest part about that segment is I'm going to watch about every movie. Pretty it, much. It eventually. Just, it just, what slot, like what, what slot does it fall into? Like, right. f- like opening week full price. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just sort of, and then it just goes from there. And then like, yeah, I'm drunk and, uh, <laughs> and I can't find the remote. And now I have to watch whatever, some Rebecca Romaine, Jerry O'Connell, Satan movie. <laughs> it is more like, how much effort will Ty go through to watch it? <laughs> That's really what the segment <laughs> should be called. <laughs> anyway, I was on vacation. <clears throat> but uh, before we jump into all that stuff, you, people have been wondering about my back. Yeah, was it a real vacation or was it, did you have your backyotomy? <laughs> <laughs> it's close. I'm close to having a backyotomy. Actually, I got the... Um, I got the uh, my MRI, and here's the thing about here's the cool part about like medical stuff these days is they fit you in that tube, dude. I'm like a <laughs> microwave. I'm like the tight microwave burrito. <laughs> Can't be fun. It's not good. I mean, at least it's open on both ends. I will tell you, the very first MRI I got in the late '90s, it was a tight tube that was closed at the end, and I, I was. I, I apparently I have never had the new one because that's the only one I've been in the coffin. Yeah, the coffin, and they they tip you in sort of like downward, so your head's facing slightly down. And I had a back injury then, and I said to myself, "If the power goes out, I cannot get myself out of this machine. Uh, I'm stuck in this machine forever." I, and then I had the, to, getting the <laughs> chicken skin just thinking about it. I hate it. And so I had to like, I ended up getting so stressed out about it, I actually fell asleep in the machine. <laughs> The literally. stress pass out. The stress. I, I literally got sleepy and went to bed. It went out and and it finished in about forty five minutes and they pulled me out. Nowadays, at least it's open on the both ends, mm-hmm. and even if you were relatively injured, if the power went out, you could crawl out of there. But there's no possible way I could have crawled out of that old MRI machine. It that was terrible. It was, it was a tomb. Anyway, but the uh, the well, nice thing been about an earthquake, it would have been all set already. <laughs> yeah, just it would have been fine. I'd have been in there. The um, but nowadays, what's cool is you can go into your patient portal and see the report mm-hmm. and the the images before your doctor does before your doctor talks to you about them. So I'm in there, all being like medical about my images like scrolling through them and it's pretty cool because you could click on like series like mm-hmm. like an mri is layers so you can go from the top to the bottom and you can sort of look around and you can have all these and i'm looking at my back and i'm like that doesn't look good <laughs> why is that all messed up there and then you read the report and you're trying to figure out what distal means and you know, <laughs> you got Google on the one screen. Right. Yeah. You're trying to figure out all these terms like, oh, I need to copy paste that one into Google. What does that mean? And so I'm giving myself this hilarious diagnosis. Turns out it's just essentially it's messed up and <laughs> some soft tissue injury. Some t- and and my and the disc that I'm having trouble with actually ejected an entire piece of it itself out of the like completely out of the disc oh <laughs> like it like, like it ru- it, full rupture like it it ruptured and then a piece of it like came off and it's like floating in my back it's messed up 
Anywho. You should go to Andrew Luck's doctor. <laughs> I should. <laughs> That's working out well. That's great. For the most part, the uh, my doctor said that it was cool that it's actually a better deal if you get a, a big rupture because your body handles that much better than like small things. Like your body won't prioritize a small injury, but your body will a larger injury. So I'm like, well, that's interesting. But then, and then he said, uh, then now we're going to have to give you cortisone shots in your spine. So I have to go for that. He said, he said, you'll feel better. I'm like, okay, whatever. And he showed me the needle. He actually, they have a needle there. He's like, oh, it's an epidural needle that looks like a big pen. Oh yes, it's it, it's it looks like a meat thermometer thing. <laughs> I'm like that. You're gonna stick that in my back? We're gonna find out if you're done, right? Can you get a picture so we can see you literally with a fork sticking out of your back? Dude, <laughs> I'll ask if I can get some images done. Hey, <laughs> hey, can you grab my phone for me and just take some pictures? I need this for my podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have to go for that in a few weeks or whatever. But. Anyway, that should be that should be a real joy. Well, I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but I went to a new dentist since we oh, spoke yeah? last. And okay. like yeah, this dentist is like he's got this toothbrush camera and he takes all these pictures of my teeth and then we like sit down and talk about it together. What? And I find about it, your about your puffy gums? <laughs> <laughs> about your your pre-gingivitis? I have very strong oral health, I will have oh, you know. Okay, oh, good for you. That's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I found that it had an immediate effect on me, making me feel like Oh, well, if you show me exactly what I'm dealing with, then I will work harder to prevent its progress. So he's like, yeah, you see this? This is like a soft spot. It's not, it's not a cavity yet. I pushed on it. There's no softness to it. But you can see in the, he showed me the x-ray and then he showed me the picture. And he's like, you see how there's some discoloration? And he went through all the grooves in my teeth and really showed me all the potential spots where I could possibly like is have it, is issues. He, is this a young person? A younger he's, Dentist? Yeah, he's not quite 50. I think he's got to be like 47, I'm going to guess. So he's definitely embraced the technology and the data and the whole thing. Yeah. That's cool. It, yeah, like that. it works really well for me because if I'm invested, then I will absolutely be a, a more diligent flosser. Yeah. Now you have to think about the distal side of 23, <laughs> yeah. 20, yeah, 14. Did they, did they do the measurement on you? That's the most brutal part. I'd, I'd rather have them drill all my teeth cavities that have to go through that that pokey measuring thing the gum <laughs> you know, measuring she only thing? got me once with it like it was oh, fine that thing yes sucks. They did the measuring i only had one four so oh yeah that's impressive good for you, Thank you. i had like a 14 oh buddy <laughs> <laughs> I think it went all the way to my brain this this, this pit on there's the side no gum of my, here there's yeah just <laughs> it just goes right to your brain all right like oh great all right so anyway i was on vacation last week so we're gonna let's just jump into segment one you're not gonna even set up the show tonight uh, no let's just go <laughs> all right I, set, I already said it i already did it i did i set it up in the in the in the opening didn't i i talked about didn't i talk about uh, you uh, probably did i i don't know i wasn't paying attention oh anyway uh, well on this episode we're raising our fist to tyranny <laughs> in the form of vacations and pasta and learning the lessons that are being taught to us by others around the globe and yeah. then in the ot we'll have a dejatwa did you have did you have do you have the jokes? I do. Okay. And I had a and, listener submission this week. Wow. All yeah. right. I love it. And uh in the OT we'll do some more other stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> are, you, are, people, are people riveted now? I don't know. Are they still listening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are. All right. Segment number one. I was on vacation last week. Um in the now I generally don't like to go on vacation. I don't like to leave town in July and August in no. here in the Pacific Northwest because the weather's great here. But my my wife's family goes out to the Oregon coast every summer and we join them. And you find yourself sitting on like a 58 degree beach in a hoodie <laughs> thinking to yourself, why in the hell? What are we doing here? What is, it's what is summertime. Let's go this? to the beach where it's cold and sucks. <laughs> what, what is the point of this? Really? I mean, people love it. People say, oh, my God, I love the Oregon coast. It's the greatest. And it certainly is beautiful. But you're sitting on this beach, and it's freezing-ass cold. And you're, what, are you trying to read a book? And I don't know. But they also have this cool little par 34 golf course there. Okay. And it the, the first time we went out there, maybe six years ago, it was 
it was it was basically like your lawn like playing 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 the greens were not much better than your front yard right basically with the, your front yard with a hole in it the flag <laughs> but in the in the past few years the um the the ownership sold the the golf course to basically the town because he was just going to abandon it or sell it or whatever so the town bought it and all these retired people started taking care of the golf course and i think they'd volunteer and they must split some money because whatever but um it's in awesome shape now and so congratulations to the old people of nescawin oregon for pulling together the nescawin beach golf course Um, it's like the the dog park for a mildly affluent Retired people. Right. You know, they <laughs> go out there, they mow the greens or whatever. Anyway, the, um, but since I had issues with my back, um, I ended up playing fling golf. I saw your disgusting posts. Fling golf. <laughs> so fling golf with a few wedges and stuff in my bag because I couldn't, I, the thing about being a, a fling golf, which is like this lacrosse stick for golf balls, mm-hmm. um, is you don't have to twist to mm-hmm. fling it you basically just yeah, you, yeah. it's like casting a casting a rod you, yeah it's, you like, take, it's like throwing a chuck it for your dog yeah exactly exactly yeah. you just take one big step and just wing that thing right. and i could wing it pretty far sure like maybe 150 160 yards did your arm hurt when you're done no because you use both of your hands you use both okay. of your arms and so you just sort of no it was it was fine and um and so it was it was a, a, an interesting way to play golf and then it, I shot. And then I shot even par with it. <laughs> My daughter was totally angry with me. Take it easy with you. Shot even par. I man. shot even par with a fling stick and four wedges and a putter. You finished a round of whatever you did <laughs> by scoring even to par. That's. I'm not going to say you shot anything. I'm telling you that. I'm telling you that if you've got people in your life who are would that would like to join you to play golf but because golf is one of these things where if you suck at golf no one wants to play you know you don't want to play with sucky golfers it's just it, it's too painful it can be challenging it's like tennis remember you know when you're when you were the only person in your town who was like decent at tennis like none of your friends play tennis and you're like and you say oh go play some tennis with me and it was just the most awful experience ever that's basically why i stopped playing because right, i got to no college to and like nobody played tennis and i was like right. all right well whatever I guess I'm not playing tennis anymore either. I'm telling you this fling thing with a couple of wedges and a putter and they're in business because number one, they're not going to fling it into the woods. Mm -hmm. They're always going to fling it kind of into the fairway. And then when they're close enough to the green, they can just chip and putt. And that, that doesn't take any time. Well, and almost anyone can hit a golf ball successfully if they don't have to take the club and the backswing higher than their waist. Yeah. Right. Like if they, if you can limit their motion in their takeaway to like lower than their waist or lower, they're, they're going to have success. I'm telling you the fling thing is going to work for people who have, who would like to play golf and like include some people in their lives that just don't play. I just don't want to see it. I don't want to be out there seeing someone. Oh, it's fine. It's, (laughs) (laughs) it's totally fine. I I wasn't like, I didn't know how to react. I saw you post that and I was like, I just let it go by because <laughs> <laughs> my initial response was honestly like, that's cool that you did that because you're hurt and it's cool that you found a new way to enjoy it. And I had the same thoughts you did about this seems very accessible, but there's something deep inside me that was just kind of disgusted with the whole yeah. enterprise. I will tell you that I fling golf better than foot golf. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. At least it's a golf ball. Yeah. At foot golf is know. weird and not Ooh. fun. They're ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Anyway, but being on vacation um, with extended family is always, I think there's a, so it's always, it's challenging for me. Cause when I grew up, I mean, my extended family, we were the only Villa Senor family in America. Like yeah. my, my extended family was all in the Philippines. And so when we went on vacation, it was just my family. Right. right. So, you know, dad ran the show and we just did whatever, and we we go we'd go somewhere, and we'd stay in a shitty motel, and I'd swim in the shitty pool, and you know what I mean. You'd see. I know, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. You just go to. And we would go. Why are we going here? It's like, oh, I heard it was interesting here, and you're like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? This, that's vacation. That's vacation. Yeah, because we have right? a car and a map, son. <laughs> right. that's, that's why we're going here. It's like, why are we going to Michigan again? I don't know. Because we're, the internet doesn't exist, and I don't know about anything. Right. I didn't read about it in a book. Look it up on a map. <laughs> we're going. We're going to a beach in Michigan. I was like, what? 
There's beaches in Michigan? Literally, anyway. he was just looking at a map and was like, how far of drive is that? <laughs> right. Like, where can we go that we haven't been? Right. Yeah. But, but there was something nice about that. But when you, when you vacation with extended family, all of a sudden, like, as the dad, you're not in charge of anything at all. Like... <laughs> It's, I call Not even it the yourself. Low, I call it the low-key tyranny of vacationing with your <laughs> extended family because, because you know now it's like the grandparents are running the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're they're the elders. So now, as an adult person, like I find myself like you have to fall into some kid role. Like Chris, can you can you can you set the table? <laughs> like, what? at the table you know what i mean it just becomes this whole thing where you know you have all these sort of household jobs that that i don't go on vacation to do household jobs you're telling me you you were you know what i so i know your wife listens to the podcast (laughs) mine does not but i'm gonna go as far to not i i don't know that i can share the stories that i'd like to share with you tonight here on this podcast i don't feel very comfortable discussing these things in a public forum. <laughs> <laughs> just say there's been plenty of times where we've gone places again with extended family. And I definitely understand it's not a control thing. It's just sort of a, uh, not on being on the same wavelength about like common shit mm-hmm. like that. That's more, might been more my problem. Like, yeah. I think I'm fine with this at the table thing. Cause I feel like I have to do that at the house anyway. Like that's just every night. Sure. Like if one of us cook and the other one's setting the table, that's just, that's life. Mm hmm. But when people are not like in your rhythm, like how your mornings go, for instance, or how you like to wrap up your evenings. I mean, the activities in between, you can get along. But there's this like end of the day, beginning of the day. And I'm a firm believer that when extending with uh, vacationing with extended family, it it is if you can't afford it, do not share quarters (laughs) as much as you can manage. Right. We were sharing a house. We were sharing this beach house. It has a lovely view. It's it's and we go there every year. We've been we've gone there every year for like six, six years. And I'm just if, not ready to see like other people like right off the bat. I don't want to be friendly. I'm sorry. I'm like, no, you know what? I just woke up. Just how about, can we just not talk for a while? That'd be awesome. Right. <laughs> right. No, that's and And I'd like to stay up late to right. watch the movies and bullshit. Right. And that doesn't work either because that's noisy and the house is, the house is, you can't run the TV. So you have to watch, you know, you have to watch iPad movies with your headphones on. And... Oh, your life is so difficult. <laughs> How can you survive? My God. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but it's, again, it's just, a, it's a long stretch. It's a, you know, it was, you know, four nights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like a five night thing. So it's, a, which is maybe a kind of a long stretch to, 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 to do the extended family vacation. But, but, like I said, it's just, I don't, it's not that, I, I don't think it's a control thing, but I think you may have hit the, hit the head on it. I mean, it's like, it's like, I would like to do it, I would like to have my own vacation rhythm, but you can't have your own vacation rhythm. It, yeah, it just doesn't feel like your vacation. It, I think maybe, I, I don't know if everybody feels that way, but I, it does often feel like you're on someone else's trip. Yeah. Even if you put it together, like you might right. get, you get to a situation where it's just like, I can't ever just relax. And yeah. I, I think it's almost worse with family than with with friends. Like with friends, if you go on like a friends trip, you know, it's yeah. like I don't, I don't I'll, be myself. F, I'll be myself. I'll be myself. Yeah, you can tell them to f off to the pool or whatever. Right, right. right. Like I'm just gonna go. There's this understanding, at least I, 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 I kind of require. I think people in my life to kind of adhere to this, which <laughs> is just like we're all adults. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Don't do shit you don't want to do. And yeah. let's die. basically, you know, I think we've talked about this before. I'm not responsible for your good time. Yeah. Right, like we're right. gonna. This is what we're doing. If you don't want to do it, do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also don't like caravanning in cars for the same reason. I'm like, nah. You know what? <laughs> I'll meet you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, we're both adults. We know where we're going. I'll see you when we get there. Yeah. I'm not like waiting for you on the freeway and shit. No, you can't follow me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I if I need to pull off the the if I have to pull off the road to take a pee, you don't have to pull off the road. To, you don't have to stop at the rest stop just to be near me while I pee. Even if we're pit stopping for a meal, well, I will see you at the restaurant. <laughs> Fair enough. But I just think that, and it's not like I don't want to spend time with my extended <laughs> yeah, family. You don't get fired. No. But I think, like, you know, vacation, vacation, it's just becoming, it's just becoming one of those deals where it's like, I kind of want to have my own family vacation. 
right? Like, and because and because and we're lucky to have all of our extended family around. Mm-hmm. Like her parents are still around, my folks are still around. Brothers, Is it sisters, everyone? All that? No, no. It's just okay. it's just it's just the wife's side of okay. family. And then, but but so I feel like you know. I, we do the extended family vacation, then we do the extended family holiday, and then I think maybe spring break is like the only family yeah. holiday that I or the only like me my me wife and kids vacation that we have. Yeah, I think that and when you're it's, doing it's that, not, it's not quite enough. The so. family trips, I think I prefer like the home and home style. Like, let's go to yours, or you come to ours, and no one's going to stay more than like three nights because even that third night's a little dicey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like sort of there's a there's a your your place your rules kind of vibe to it so if you're uh-huh. at your place you can relax if you're not at your place you know you probably can't relax and either right. way you're kind of okay but that blending thing where yeah we're, you're all we're going somewhere yeah to somewhere else and, and then if you sharing. don't get anything out of it you're like oh great i just burned five days and i feel like i don't feel rested or relaxed <laughs> <I don't." laughs> yeah. it's weird it's it, it's a weird thing i have to come to grips with at some point where you can, yeah. you know, just say, you know what? Holidays are good enough. We'll see you later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can come visit. Ace. We'll come visit. But right. Not, right. when it's vacation time, we're going to F off somewhere else. Right. I think we're, I'll update you next summer. <laughs> <laughs> just go to the same city. But stay right. in different places. Then only right. get together. Like, yeah. For like a, a lunch on Monday and a dinner on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> just pretend you're just all attending a wedding together. <laughs> I know we dragged us all out to this place, but we'll see you on Monday, Bay, uh, uh, Tuesday morning, Thursday afternoon. Oh, I come by on Saturday for the volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Just want to watch some damn golf. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. And drink some beers. Leave me alone. Yes. I want to drink some Bud Light Lime <laughs> and watch the Are golf. you that giant hog? <laughs> I love the Bud Light Lime, but that is a conversation for a different time. All right. Uh, segment number two, the tyranny of the never-ending pasta pass. Now, our friends at the Olive Garden. Your friends. And our friends. No one at the Olive Garden is my friend anymore. I can't eat <laughs> right. there at all. <laughs> right. It's just a cross-off, total cross-off for If me. you like your pasta boiled in a bag and then cut <laughs> open and put onto your plate, the... the, the, the Slathered the, in butter. Right, the the Olive Garden is your place, and I've enjoyed some meals at the at the Olive Garden. All you can eat breadsticks and salad, whatever. But our friends at the Olive Garden have this thing called the Never Ending Pasta Pass, and for for a hundred bucks, they give they they allow twenty five thousand of these. You can eat free pasta for nine weeks. All you can eat pasta for nine weeks for a hundred bucks. Twenty four thousand people. This is yeah. the, this isn't the never-ending pasta pass. It's Hang the on, ex- that's express the... diabetes pass, <laughs> right? But for the first fifty people, you have the option to spend four hundred more dollars to get the lifetime never-ending pasta pass. Fourteen hundred so for... bucks for a lifetime pasta pass. No, no, five hundred bucks. Oh, it's a hundred dollars. Uh, Sorry, I thought it was hundred. Like, okay, no, it's a hundred dollars for the nine-week pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. And, 100 bucks and for the season pasta pass I got the it the season pasta pass and for the lifetime pasta pass uh, merely an extra $400 which seems like a no brainer if you happen to be one of the 50 pe- first 50 people through the door on this promotion which you know which launches this week mm-hmm. and they offer you the lifetime pasta pass you'd be you'd be silly not to take it I think if you're if you're willing to do the hundred dollars for the nine week pasta pass, you should be able to do five hundred dollars for the lifetime pasta pass. I think. Well, I mean, a hundred dollars to eat for nine weeks makes sense, but I think, frankly, most Americans don't have five hundred dollars handy. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're kicking the door in, if you're trying, to, if you're refreshing the site to try to get <laughs> the 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 one of the twenty four thousand seasonal pot season pasta pass sure you're trying to get your vip tickets to olive garden i get it right you want to go for the million you want to go for the lifetime you want to go for the 500 dollars lifetime. it's just a no-brainer and i and i was thinking if you were a young person like how nice would it have been if as a young person if you lived in the suburbs where there maybe there was a olive garden handy and you had the lifetime pasta pass what's it cost to eat at the olive garden like for one person 12 bucks 
And let me ask you, do you, did you read the details? Can you like bring your family or is it just you? No, just you. It's you're non, just so it's non-transferable. <laughs> no, we're going to get into this. We're going like to get dragging people to the Olive Garden. Hang on, hang on. We're gonna, we are going to get into this. We are right, going to so get into How this. much does it cost to eat there? You said so. I didn't Yeah, listen. maybe 12 bucks. All right. 12, 12 bucks, really? That's it? Yeah, 12. Let's say, let's call it 12 or 15 bucks. All right, see, for 500, you really only have to eat there 42 times or basically once a week for a little, a little shy of a year. To make yeah. your $500 investment pay off. So, yes, right. for the lifetime pasta pass, you're right. If, if this is up your alley, dig all the pennies and coins out of your couch cushions and, and scratch together your $500 and know that you'll at least always be getting a hot meal for the rest of your life. Right. Even better if you worked somewhere and there was a, a uh, an Olive Garden handy to where you worked, like you'd knock out a couple of lunches at the Olive Garden a week. Easy. Right? This just feels like it's gonna kill you. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, how much how much how much how much, can, how much Alfredo can your body absorb before it like like my, begins to rebel? <laughs> before it begins to rebel, like one spoonful for me. But yes, but now you <laughs> you your brain went to the exact same place my brain went to regarding the never-ending pasta pass. Is that yes, it is for me and me alone. I cannot transfer it to someone, and I can't like sit down and buy pasta for all my friends right right so now you have to so so either oh, there's you're, a really long faq here i didn't even oh, get yeah. down this far <laughs> so so either you're the guy who who rocks it solo it's like oh i'm gonna go eat i got nowhere else to go i have the lifetime pasta pass i might as well eat me some pasta yeah you might go with the meat sauce sometimes you might go with the you might go with the non-creamy <laughs> you might try to find healthful options you might even stop in for just all you can eat salad and breadsticks. You could you could you could make this work for that you. That seems wasteful at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lifetime pasta pass, but I don't want any pasta tonight. I'll just take uh, some salad and some breadsticks. Whatever. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And then you have to tip. Obviously you have to tip though too. I mean it's not just free. You can't just be the that goon who rolls in there with the lifetime pasta pass, eats and then not tips and then leaves. I mean, you could you shouldn't. No, I agree. <laughs> but you could. That's you, a, okay. So sidebar. A, that's what you can only do that maybe twice at one Olive Garden before your food is tainted. Sidebar is that the people who don't tip, yes, you're gonna get. That's that's just horrible. You tip, <laughs> goddamn it, tip. Anyway, I'm just thinking that. about being like super poor, like we're in, like in college or whatever. Yeah, but you get the lifetime pasta pass, and let's say it's a it's a five it's a, let's say it's a fifteen dollar meal. That's only a three dollar tip anyway. Right. You could tip three bucks. Yeah. yeah. No, you should plan for it. I, I agree yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just right. really like this idea. Of this. This is the Venn diagram of people who would get the lifetime pasta pass and who would actually tip. <laughs> Did the circles huge. touch? Are they touching? Barely, perhaps. I feel but like if you've got a, a kid going off to college this fall, you need to get in this line. But like, this is a great oh, idea for you to get for your child. This is a great idea. And uh and so but now membership. but now if you're buddies with the guy with the with the Olive Garden lifetime pasta pass, you know he's always dragging you like, hey, want to go to Olive Garden? It's like no, because I have to pay for my I have to pay for my meal unless you want to split the meal with me. Unless we order two, you get yours free and we both get half off. Well, he's not going to split it with you because then he's not reaping basically. I guess he gets half the cost of a meal, but this is what what percentage would would the pasta pass holder have to offer you? Like what if he wasn't willing to go halvesies on your meal? It's just like, you know, no, I'll, I'll give you 25%. Sorry, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You so Yes, he's gonna have to give me half. He's gonna. He's gonna. Have, he's gonna. We're gonna have to do this. We're gonna both buy an entree. He's gonna get his for free, and we're gonna split the bill. And that's the only way I'm going to dinner with the lifetime pasta pass guy. I'm sorry. I right off the bat, are you expecting? Are you expecting some some assistance right off the Maybe bat? Maybe not the first time. <laughs> I'd be I'd be excited for my bro if he like you know got the lifetime pasta pass. Like let's go to Olive Garden. Like, okay, well, I'm in. And I would buy my own meal, and I would enjoy him watching, like waving around his lifetime pasta pass, like he's the king of the world. And then, and then, and that'd be fine. But the next time he said, "Hey, man, you want to you want to go to dinner? Yeah, where are we going? Olive Garden." Like, okay, but you're but we're going halfsies, right? It'd be like a guy, if, yeah. It'd be like a situation where your friend had never-ending gas card, but could only fill his own car up, and then was always telling you to drive. Right. Like, what? No. <laughs> no. You get the free gas. Yeah. But it's the depreciation of my oh, car. Oh, yeah, I don't want to put the mileage, mileage on the car. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so this this also begs this is the next leap here is 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 coupon etiquette so coupon etiquette is a funny thing because yeah. you've gone to dinner with people with the coupon, right? Or you've had the coupon. Now, the easiest coupon is X percentage off your entire meal. Of course. Which is great. You just throw that on top of the bill. It comes back and then you split the bill however you were doing it. Or After whatever. the staff spends 10 minutes feigning confusion about the yes. coupon you presented. <laughs> right. Hoping that per- you'll just abandon the enterprise. But, but in a perfect world, they would just shrink the bill by 20% and we'd all kick in whatever we owed and then and then we'd leave. And everything would be fine. But have you ever been to dinner with the person with the dollar coupon? Like the $10 coupon? And then they say, okay, let's split the meal. All right, great. Everyone owes 40 bucks. 40, 40 bucks, 40 bucks, 30 bucks, and a $10 coupon. <laughs> have you been to this meal? No. I have, I have been to this meal. I abandoned group dinners at restaurants a long time ago. <laughs> okay, good. This is I, this happened to me at a much younger age, but the person we were at, the person I was at the, at the dinner with threw down t- like their share. Sure. Their share was cash and this $10 coupon. And all of us guys, it was all dudes at the time. And we were like, dude, that's not how you use a coupon. <laughs> you you take that coupon and you throw it on top. It shrinks the bill for everybody. And then we split it. And he was not having it. He I like the very, coupon same as cash move. That is, <laughs> he, he was very adamant that his, his coupon was his money. Yeah, I'm the one and with the coupon, is, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> so, so I. This is a. This is. This is a tough. I think this is a tough social situation. With your when you're the people, you know, in this day and age, I'd be like, fine, go ahead. But when we were younger guys, we were we crawled up this guy's butt. We were like, <laughs> dude, this is not how coupons work. You apply the coupons. And then it shrinks the total, and then we split the total. That's how this works. I mean, he has a point. He is the <laughs> one with the coupon. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done? You would have you would have read him the riot act. I know you. You wouldn't have let you wouldn't have let him get away. With no, that. I just would have said you need to rescind the coupon and use that on your own time, sir. <laughs> right. Like that's not for us. Right. No. Right. Pay your just, pay your portion of the bill, and you can save that for another visit. <laughs> Bring back a lady friend and pull it out then. See how that goes. We'll talk about dating in coupons some other time down the road. Without getting too far afield here, I, I we got a gift card, a very nice gift card for our anniversary. Um, we had our 10-year wedding anniversary recently. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, it was a nice gift card, but it's basically just a cash gift card, right? Perfect. And its intent, uh, given the, the context, was for us to use it on ourselves and on like an evening out, basically. We'd like to buy you dinner for your anniversary kind of a thing. Okay. And I realized that, like, I hate doing that. Like, I love the gift, mm-hmm. but I'd almost rather just use it, like, in passing at the grocery store or something. Because at the restaurant, I don't like the thing where if the coop, the, the thing, the, ca- the card covers, oh. like, part of the meal. Oh, right, and right, And it's like, right. oh, yes, can you, can you run this? And then here's my credit card for the different... It just... I know it's probably a thing that I shouldn't even care about, but it's, I don't know. I feel weird about that. <laughs> it's not very efficient. It seems dumb. Yeah. It seems dumb. Yeah. It's like, oh, just charge $50 on this card and then the rest on this card, kind of a gift card thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a, it's not a restaurant specific gift card. It's just the, no, it's, the just Visa, like it's just the Visa cash card. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd use that somewhere else. <laughs> You always end up with like the, the the change, right? Like three, and they all have like less than ten dollars on them. Right, right. I had, um, yeah, yeah, we're far afield. I yeah. I would have to take like I got a I won a big one once, like a hundred dollar cash card, and so what I'd do is like I'd run it for twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, and then I have to write the total of the on the thing. Like it's now worth. <laughs> it's, like, right, right. it's now worth eighty dollars, and then you have to scratch out the eighty. Now it's worth sixty-five dollars. Anyway, it was. I was glad when that thing was gone. But <laughs> thanks for the money. What a I pain in the ass! Right, pain in the ass. Could you just make it easier for me to spend next time? How about just a How about just a Ben Franklin? We're out of here. That is one of my big pet peeves. Though, anytime I'm trying to buy something and it's like difficult, it's like, hey, I'm really trying hard to give you my money here. Can you not make it hard? <laughs> All right, we got to move on. All right. Into segment three. 
speaking of tyranny, <laughs> like the the world is dealing with quite a bit of it right now. Yikes! It's it's a little it's and and it's and the and the difficult tightrope we're going to walk here is 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 that you know. Do you want me what to tell we, you why I put we, this in what, here? What do we learn? What are we what are we learning here? Well, all right. <laughs> Again, just try to thread this needle. Um, at the moment, it seems like barring major political action from numerous countries, that the civil unrest is going to escalate. I don't see another outcome, particularly domestically, and it does seem also uh, across the globe. Sure, Hong Kong being a, a a a current and prime example of people who are just up in arms and yeah, well, I mean, tyran- and a tyrannical regime looking to run a tank over them. It, it's getting awfully dicey. But what I was impressed by is when I saw footage of them doing the airport protest and how they had gotten all the smart carts out of the the baggage machine that holds them. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's not a baggage machine, whatever the the rack, right, where the smart carts uh-huh. are. Which means they all had to pay. First, I was going to say. I was going to say. Was there someone there with this credit card swiping each one of those? Maybe out? they had the cash card. <laughs> Maybe they had the Visa cash. This one's out. I need another one. All right. I figured they would just. I figured they just wrecked the wrecked the mechanism. Well, uh, I mean, I could see them. I could. I, I don't know. I could see them taking them out without it costing too much. Trip. Hey, give, hey, give me your card. I'm going to get all these smart cards out. It's like what? Those are like seven dollars a piece. They are. But they like, were standing in a row, and they all had a smart card. So it was like they're civilian riot shield and it seems like a very effective way to set up a red rover line with your you know you got some distance between you it's like having it's like holding a chair but it's on wheels and it's metal and it just really feels like if you were trying to advance on a crowd who had a bunch of those in front of them that it'd be extremely difficult to do so yeah i mean you could go get shopping carts it's a good idea so i'm trying to take some notes here <laughs> so when so when, we, so when we're in so when we're in the midst of our own civil unrest that we can like get a couple hundred people and just raid the raid the safeway for, we'll for to, some yeah golf, we'll just take all the shopping carts and set up yeah. some sort of a protest that blocks the road and all this <laughs> not a bad idea you know the uh, the other thing i saw that i thought was amazing is how in these in these in these groups of people how they help each other mm-hmm. and um there were people walking around with traffic cones and mm-hmm. buckets of water right do you see this and then yeah the, they the, corral the tear gas yeah the tear gas comes flying in they put the they put the uh they put the cone on top of it and they just pour a bucket of water like down the thing it puts out the tear gas well yeah it's a pretty good idea it is a pretty good idea <laughs> i mean these people you know people are making the people are making the most of you know making the most of it but i think that i think that you're so the doomsday prep types or the zombie apocalypse prep types, they're not they're not thinking about the like taking on people. They're they're those people are like isolationists. They're like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I have a school bus that I buried in my backyard. <laughs> and then I'm gonna pop the hatch and I'm gonna get inside of it and then I'm gonna wait for all this to blow over. Right. Right. I mean, this is like an active this is like an active thing. But you know. We have a lot of space <laughs> to deal with. It's true. It's not just one city. It's not just one city. That's the that's the that's the thing about that's the amazing thing about Hong Kong is if you've ever been to Hong Kong, that it's tiny. I mean the the actual city of Hong Kong is relatively tiny, and um, just like most of those Asian metropolitans, like it's all about density, right? There's just it's just it's just there are just people everywhere on a normal day. You know the streets are full of people, and um, and to get all those people out of their houses and and you know out of their apartments and whatnot and onto the streets, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing visual. I was trying to think of other things that you could use too that might be effective homemade crowd control weapons, and I was thinking like lots of lawn rakes. Like how, how many how many lawn rakes do you think you'd require? The hard steel ones. Yeah, like just hard, a whole bunch. Not of like them. the not like that shitty plastic leaf rake, man. That's <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna you're gonna you're gonna push anybody back with that. No, the big industrial leaf rake, the, like the huge steel one. Yeah. I don't know, like, what if you put that like I don't know. <laughs> on the front so, of your car? I, <laughs> this is a shitty cow catcher. This is you know um, you know you should just watch Mad Max. We should just watch Mad Max movies. Because they find ways to like take like old football shoulder pads and 
I mean, they're very clever. The, the, the folks in Mad Max land are very clever about taking things and, and making armaments out of them. It always felt very unnecessary. <laughs> like, why is Mel Gibson wearing like one half of a half of a, a, a football shoulder pad, like on his leather jacket? Yes, yeah, I mean it's you know I guess for the in case he gets hit with a stick in that specific spot, <laughs> or maybe he needs to shoulder ram somebody. Sidebar: Have you seen Aquaman? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the tyranny of the seven seas, there you go. Yeah, Ocean Master. Yes. Why? First of all, why is Aquaman two and a half hours long? Um, because it needed to be. It did not need to be two and a half hours long. It was awesome. It went on and on. It's awesome. It is really it? Is. You, you enjoyed it? I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Okay, so I could never get over just the inherent silliness of everyone being underwater. <laughs> like, it never got less stupid for me. Like, I, I, I tried to buy into it, and it really took me out of it early. And I'm sorry, we're, we're not, this is not what we're talking about, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't know why the, the Aquaman. I've started to think about him doing his Donatello routine there toward the end of the movie with his okay. trident. Uh-huh. I was just I, I I just found the whole thing absurd. And the moment early in the movie where Dolph Lundgren with his like red and gray I don't know even what you call that like hair, <laughs> I guess. And it's like just sort of floating around his head because they're underwater. Because they're underwater. <laughs> I could never get over. The people talking to each other with their their hair just kind of floating around, floating around. I I couldn't. I, That's I, what happens when you're underwater. <laughs> Your hair floats around. Well, and then you had Patrick Wilson with his what do you even call that? Some sort of a French twist. Uh, it's like a man bun. It's kind like of pinned a, it's back, like, so his hair doesn't move around. It's underwater man bun. Is what that was. <laughs> All right, sorry. I I just need to get that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. You're just you're pulling the ejector seat from this 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 uh, this this global tyranny thing because it's uncomfortable. It is. I agree. It's uncomfortable, and I and I feel for the I feel for the the folks around the world who who have to deal with this because it's difficult and it's difficult to talk about any sort of and this is and this is the hard part about trying to talk about it is like there's really only one gear you can talk about this in, and it's like it's. It's it's serious and it's angry, but I I like that we gave it a try to make it sort of a sort of a thing. But I just I think this is one of those topics where I think we just find that it's just too much. It's too much for it's too much for what we do anyway. Yeah, I mean we'd have, it'd have to be a different kind of show because what happens here is that I found about two minutes into this I wanted to talk about guns and I don't want to talk about guns. Right. Like that's I not just, our show. No. No. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, there's there's. I mean, when you try to unravel these things and in in sort of a light converse, like a light cocktail conversation, it's no wonder people yell at each other on the streets, right? Or it's no wonder people overhear other people in restaurants and then start yelling. I I don't I don't want people to eavesdrop on other people in restaurants and then get offended by what they say and then yell right. at them in restaurants. Right. I mean, that's not what it's about. But it really is. It really is this you can't have a casual conversation about it in any way, shape or form. And it's, and, and I personally would, would enjoy having a substantive conversation about these kinds of things with people that I trust in a, in a setting where it wasn't, where people weren't going to yell and scream, but man, this is, it's a, it's, it's, it's rough going. And, um, but anyway, I think that, uh, I think it was a fun. I think it was an interesting experiment to see if we could work around the the edges of it and make it make it funny or make yeah. it make it light. But you just can't. It's you just, just can't because it's like yeah, these it. people are like fighting for their lives, right? And it's just like I, this is cool what they're doing. I I really I guess I I take some hope from seeing the um, the community aspect, the working together. It's unfortunate the circumstances, but it, it is good to see people banding together for a common cause because I feel like that seems to be more and more rare uh, in the world we live in, and. You know, speaking of, of casual conversations, I was in a situation recently with strangers, like in a, in a golf situation. That makes it easy to explain, where they were playing with strangers and overhearing conversations. Like, I met these guys like four holes ago, and like I, one guy, this one old guy is now, he's talking about the president doesn't have as much control over the stock, you know, the, the, the stock market as we like to pretend, or the economy as we like, as we like to pretend. And it's like, I'm just overhearing that. I'm like, whoa, what, why are we even talking about that? Like, you can't even have a regular conversation about it because it's so fraught. And, you know, I'm listening for about 10 seconds trying to kind of ignore it and certainly not engaging because he's talking to somebody else. Right. But it's like, 
something, 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 sort of innocuous opinion, innocuous opinion, followed by something just jarringly stupid. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, God, like, I just have to ignore it because I really want to step in and be like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the time or the place. It's really not. But I, not- he's the one that brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only the fourth hole. In the sixteenth hole, you should let it have it with both barrels, because then you're out of there in a couple hey, holes. Anyway. Remember that dumb shit you said earlier? <laughs> I have some things to say about. It. I've got I've got an opinion about that, pal. You know, anyway. I guess the one I I did have I guess a very minor point I wanted to make about civil unrest and and uh, the Second Amendment, and that's if things continue to escalate, you know, on a civil you know, civil unrest fashion. I don't know what you're gonna call it, but if there continues to be more and more incidents and I understand, like you see how, how, how on edge the populace is, right? The backfire in New York and people stampede, yeah. a bunch of people get hurt and that's just where we're at. And I sort of have a person with probably more shooting experience than the average person, I would guess. Yeah. Not as much. I as mean, you've, you've fired a gun numerous different kinds and yeah. maybe multiple times, mm-hmm. but um, I'm familiar with m- most kinds of, of, of common weapons, not sure. the kinds that, you know, no. do mass harm in any in, in a period, of, but uh, any other kind. I feel like you know you want to, you do want to start to feel like you could defend yourself. And I don't want to open carry or anything like that, but at least the house, whatever, you start to get that inkling. And yeah. I guess all I'm saying is like, I would rather criminals and people who wanted to do bad things had a harder time getting guns, and I would be fine if it was super hard for me because if I need it, I'm going to be willing to go through those hoops. And I guess right. I just I don't understand the the no anyway. the the the. Yeah, does regulation the the fight against regulation doesn't make sense to me. No, right. if law-abiding people want to have them, they'd go through a process. Yeah, it's not a problem. They'd pay a fee. They'd have insurance. They would just like your car. Yeah, you'd buy a license. You'd have insurance. Yeah, if you really want to read the letter of the law, hey, you probably need to go down to the club and drill every two weeks too, don't you? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, on anyway, that note, on that note, now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Dad jokes of the week! Woo! Yeah, Matt, that's how we do it. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> we love you. All right, you ready? Yep. I'm so bright, my dad calls me son. Whoa. Where do hamsters come from? New hamster? Just Hamsterdam. Hamsterdam? Okay. There's right. a wire joke in here somewhere. <laughs> Why did the rooster run away? Uh, I don't know. He was chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why does the Statue of Liberty stand in New York Harbor? Because she got no chair? Basically, yeah, because she can't sit down. <laughs> you know, she's wearing a dress. Does she have underwear on underneath that dress? I can't even talk about the Statue of Liberty. That's too, ty- that's too topical. <laughs> She's French. I'm guessing she's got no underwear. It's more of a robe, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of like a toga. It's like a toga. Yeah. Yeah. I think you wear underwear with your toga. Yeah. I don't know. Get the soft breeze from the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Probably nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my grandmother put wheels on her rocking chair. I guess she wanted to rock and roll. Rock and roll. Like if you're if you're if you're if you're a dad and you're leaving the restaurant and your kids. <laughs> Time to rock and roll. Uh, my friend and I like to try new foods together. Weird taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, yeah. listener submission from Betsy in Des Moines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How does Jesus Christ exercise? He does CrossFit. <laughs> Well, on the bright side, when we go to hell, all our friends will be there. That's the plan. Yeah. Did you do anything for us on your vacation? No, but I did find this one. Okay. Did you hear about the crime in the parking garage? It was wrong on so many levels. (laughs) All right. I thought that was a good one. The ongoing crime. (laughs) The ongoing. It's wrong on so many levels. All right. OT time. Overtime. All right. So... I discovered that on your Amazon.com account, there is a reporting feature. Oh, no. <laughs> you have no idea. So I decided to go ahead and run my Amazon report. 
And for those of you who want to find it, it's something like uh, you go to settings, your profile, your settings, and it says download, download report, download whatever report. I see it. Anyway, the earliest you can go is January 1st, 2006. That's the very first date you can do it. So I ran a 13-year report on everything I've, all the items that I have bought from from Amazon. And it comes to you like in this CSV. It took mine hours to compile. (laughs) Because I hate going to Target and all those other places because why would I go to Target when Amazon brings stuff, like sends stuff to my house? So I just buy everything there. And the number was slightly staggering. I'm not going to share it with you on on the on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you can imagine, I have an embarrassing days. amount of privilege. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I have an embarrassing amount of privilege. I just, you know, I mean, I'm sure people spend that much at Costco and sure. all the other places that they shop. Just, I just happen to consolidate all my shopping. You and I both know it's a little distasteful. Come on, <laughs> it's, it's a little distasteful. Well, I just you know I need stuff. I mean, sure. I, no, know, I get I need- it. No, I, I I'm with you. I would love to use Amazon less, but when I have to go to three brick and mortar like drugstores and I can't find fucking Crest Sparkle Fun toothpaste, and the minute I pull up my phone, I can get three of them sent to me the next day. I'm sorry. Yeah, Amazon it's a wins. Yeah, it's a, no- it's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. Anyway, so if you're a if you're if you're into conspicuous consumerism like I am, <laughs> you might give that report a run. Which was what's also great about the fact that it spits out the CSV to you uh-huh. is that you can put it into Excel and make graphs, yeah, yeah, and like charts and stuff. Yeah, I want to see like by year by year, or yeah. month by month, like how month many by items. month, yeah. yeah, month by month, day. You know, you could say. Every December I spend, you know, it's awesome. I mean, so you could basically just track your spending in Amazon, like all up and down. And I had so much fun just parsing all my data. You know, I spent, I spent a good hour. Do you actually <laughs> work? Will, will it show you, tell, like, will it tell you what it is? Yeah. Yeah. It tells you the item. It tells you the date you bought it, like how much it cost, like everything. It gives you everything. It's pretty sweet. It gives you categories, like they're cate- all the all the items are categorized too. So I ran one without. I ran with just um, shipping, just to keep it short, because I was curious, uh-huh. and I just wanted to see how far back. I'm shocked that I have even half a dozen from 2006. Yeah, and it is. It's like half a dozen from 2006, and then so on and so forth till 20. 20- 14 my life changes <laughs> <laughs> i start ordering baby things no, yeah yeah pretty much right yeah. because up to that point i think that you know we had 2012 2013 there's some traffic but then 2014 things really like, change and it, it is literally a month after my second daughter is born it just popped yep just exploded mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't really get fun. to the store <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I just I did I thought it was I just thought it was fun to it's fun with numbers and it's per, it's personal stuff. Yeah. You know? So it's 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 kind of a it was just kind of cute to like pull it apart and see you know, you know, what I've what I've spent. Nice. Well, listeners, if you're we don't need details, but if you run your report and by all means share with us the kind of interesting results you find cuz I know I'm suddenly interested immensely <laughs> basically <laughs> what everyone i know like experiences with amazon because i really want to know like how badly am i contributing to the downfall of society compared to everybody else well i, <laughs> I, don't, I mean i find if they say hey shop locally i mean amazon is about shopping i shop locally i mean, I mean the, lo- the warehouse have, is like just down the highway i know where right. it is i have i have many friends who work there i'm happy to support them and you know, and their and their eighty five hour work weeks. I don't know. <laughs> it might be good if they paid taxes. Also, I mean, whatever, whatever. They pay plenty of taxes. <laughs> sales tax. You pay it. Yeah, yeah. You pay like, the sales. Tax. Yeah, go along with my tariffs. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing that I saw um, on on the internets this week was um, this hilarious Tom Cruise presidential 2020 now this video. is incredible and this guy he you think okay he he's, he's doing a very solid tom cruise impression and until he does in the first little bit he does that lean back laugh and uh-huh. you're like holy shit that guy is tom cruise <laughs> it, it almost looks like the the deep fake of uh it or almost, the de-aging 
Yes. It it's it's amazing. And it's a funny little it's a funny minute of your time, but we'll post it up. But it's um Run Tom Run, um Tom Cruise for president. If you can find it on uh, YouTube, we'll link it at some point. The week. link is TomCruise2020.com. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Or you can find it on YouTube. That guy's that guy does a tremendous and I like how he says, I am the last American movie star. Because how many times have I said Tom Cruise is the last living American you know, the last living movie star? It's true. Anyway. But the uh you want to talk about that deep fake stuff? That control that control Control, control shift face shift face sure we have Man, a couple of minutes that is that really is the death of being able to believe videos that you see yep because the and i like how they use hater because hater is the perfect person to use for those videos because he's kind of generic yeah. in terms of like the size of his face and it's easy to but if they could have deep faked the hair every time they changed it too yeah. it really would have been intense i saw i saw two of them the one that the tom cruise seth rogan one is funny and then there's another one. Did you see the Al Pacino, Arnold Schwarzenegger one? Uh, I only do? heard about it. I did not see it. Yeah. So y- you should watch that one too. So I've seen those two and I think there are more of them, but the deep fake technology is crazy good. And of course we can blame Marvel and Disney for this because they're the ones who like invented this. <laughs> they're the ones who's in, they invented this technology to de-age everybody. And all yep. of a sudden now you can use it to just take whatever film you want to and just, and seamlessly blend someone's face onto it. Well, it's not only just, you know, the you can't believe now video as evidence. It's also like, what's the point of ever having new actors? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why can't you just have somebody do an impression and then graft? Like, why can't Tom Cruise now be Tom Cruise for another 40 years? Right. So this is the whole deep fake thing where like in, in rogue one, they should have deep faked Peter Cushing and they should have deep faked Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher. Right. As opposed to making CGI versions of them because the CGI versions of them look weird. Yeah, it's but, also, I think, but, years. I mean, those if you think about when those were actually produced yeah. and worked on, it's years removed from it, right? So I don't know if right. that was an option at the time. No, it wasn't. But I'm saying that that's the kind of thing you can do. Right. right. That's the kind, you would You'd be able to just deep fake them. If they made Rogue One today, they would just deep fake them into it and it would be great. And it would you wouldn't take you out of the movie like it kind of does. Well, hey, now I know what uh, Rush is going to be doing with all those faces they got off the face app. Uh, that was my follow up to that. <laughs> and the other deep fake thing is there's an app now that you can take a picture of any person and um, and it'll make them naked. Great. That seems like a good thing that we should have. Yes, you could take a picture of any celebrity or any person that you want, and it'll deep fake them into a nude. All right, so as and I hope if they do it to me that I'll get a bit a bigger a bigger dick. <laughs> so that's just my so for the deep fake people out there. Oh my god, I should have seen it coming. Somehow you still got me. <laughs> I I uh, you, you know as as someone who's part of the last generation who didn't have easy access to porn on the internet. Yeah. Um, when when I mean the internet existed when I was a teenager, but it was harder to find. Sure. Required more effort. And someone who also liked to do some art now and then, and maybe have copied a photograph for with, <laughs> like I had hand drawn a nude version of a photograph where someone was wearing clothes. Sure. This is bullshit. I had to work a lot harder. Than this. <laughs> um, now you can just take a picture of your favorite celebrity, wash the app over it, and like naked. There you go. Great. I'm sure everybody's going to be super excited about that. (laughs) If you're famous, I'm sure you're extremely excited about it. I bet. All right. Well, folks, enjoy your, uh, you know, falsified pornography. And (laughs) I don't know. And when you think about falsified pornography, you think of the two on three podcast. I love it. Well, that's our show. (laughs) Thanks to all of you for listening to the Chris comeback episode to two on three pod. We hope that we help you live a more deeply examined life. (laughs) If you don't already, please subscribe and a review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then, peace.